The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Ron Moore here, and this is the Money Podcast. Um, a lot of people say that money doesn't make you happy, or money can't buy happiness. And I say that that's mostly nonsense. Uh, now, I think most of the people that say money doesn't buy you happiness, or money doesn't make you happy, are skint people. Uh, and actually, I've seen recently a couple of very wealthy people in documentaries say that. But actually, when you look deeper, I think you find that it's actually not money that's linked to the happiness or unhappiness. It's other things that money then tends to exaggerate. So I've got about 12 points here, which I think can really help you when it comes to balancing this money and happiness uh, debate, if you like. So the first thing I can say is I've been skint in my life, you know, where I've been in consumer debt, nearly £50,000 in consumer debt with credit cards and car loans. Um, I sold the car and had three and a half years, three years left on the car loan. Um, and, and didn't have the car. And the car went down by about 65%. So um, up in skin and I was unhappy. Uh, and then I became a millionaire before the age of 31. And then, you know, um, get to 35 and you make a few more million, get to 38 and you make a few more million. And I can honestly hand on heart say I am a much happier, more balanced person now. Uh, and the only thing that's changed in that time is, I guess, what I know, um, who I've met, uh, what I've done, uh, and, then, and then the variable of money. So um, that being said, money exclusively in and of itself won't necessarily make you happier um, because money and happiness are unrelated. And this is the thing that people don't get. You know, people say, oh, well, money doesn't make you happy. And well, the reality is you can be happy and rich. You can be unhappy and rich. You can be happy and skint. And you can be unhappy and skint. So, yeah, people say money doesn't make you happy or buy happiness. Um, but, you know, being skint doesn't either. Um, so money and happiness are not related. But what money tends to do is exaggerate your traits, uh, your feelings, your emotions and the results that you get in your life. So if you are naturally in a state of unhappiness, addiction, you know, sort of like, you know, maybe it's um, alcohol, drugs, need to be liked and appreciated, whatever, money will probably exaggerate those traits, i.e. where you spend your money in your addictions, you get more money, you'll spend more um, because it will, um, it will simply fuel your existing habits and behaviours. You know, if someone was a gambling addict and you gave them 10 million quid, they're not all of a sudden going to quit gambling, are they? They're just, just going to fuel that addiction. And when I say addictions, we're all addicted to something. And addictions can be feeling important. Addictions can be need to be liked. Addictions can be, I want to be perceived as success. Uh, it doesn't have to be the, the, the negative addictions that we, um, you know, we, we sometimes think addictions are only. It can be the positive addictions too. 
Um, so the next thing is that I think it's naive to think that you can be happy all of the time. And people are very, very binary about money and happiness. I.e., you know, money doesn't make you happy. And, you know, we're just looking for happiness. And, you know, the most important thing in life is to be happy. Well, actually, that's nonsense as well. I'll probably do another podcast on that another time. But the reality is if everyone was happy all the time, you wouldn't pursue progress. You wouldn't overcome challenges. You wouldn't solve the biggest problems because in that state of happiness, you tend to relax and do nothing and celebrate and, you know, uh, and then nothing happens. So society would not evolve. Humanity would not evolve. We would not progress. We would not innovate. We would not solve the world's biggest problems if happiness was the outcome. Because if we were all happy, we would, you, you don't do anything when you're happy. You relax. So, you know, all this stuff about our world is just about raising happy kids and it's just about being happy. That's the most important thing in life. It's nonsense. The reality is that you, you need balance between support and challenge. So you need balance between feeling content and feeling like there's not enough because it's the voids in life that, that drive the, um, you know, the, 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 the motivation. Oprah Winfrey was abused and raped as a child and that void in her life has been filled by her pursuit of success. Martin Lewis, um, his mum died when he was 12 and he openly says that it's a blessing and a curse. And in a way, it's a shame that that void is what's driven him to such success. But he's really proud of his success. Um, so I think the expectation that money will solve all your problems, that's definitely delusion. Um, money won't solve all your problems. Money will exaggerate them. Um, but, you know, I can say this. Uh, when I was poor... I was mostly unhappy and, and, and now I have more money. I'm mostly happy. Um, and all the things that you want to do, the reality is they cost money. You can't deny that. I don't know why there are all these hippies saying that, you know, life and the world isn't about money. You know, yet they'd love to set up all these health retreats and not charge anyone any money to come to them and feed them and clothe them and, you know, meditate with them and hold their hands and hug their trees. Well, someone's got to finance that. And, um, you know, those people that are in the system, you know, consuming from the system, a drain on the system, you know, they're getting benefits, they're getting support financially from the state or family members or, you know, whoever else. Um, you know, those people have to be funded by something and someone. And that funding usually is from an entrepreneur or the private sector. Um, so, yeah, what more? I, I don't really want to bash the hippies too much. I'll get some complaints there. All right. So um, money will fuel the positive and negative traits. Um, I'll give you an example of this. Um, when I was an artist... Uh, and I was mostly in a state of depression. I'd listen to Rammstein to inspire me for my music and Radiohead to cheer me up. Um, you know, like I couldn't afford my mortgage uh, and I couldn't afford my debts. And so that made me more depressed. Uh, uh, the reality of what I needed to do in art was to get my art out to the world, i.e. to go and sell it, to get into galleries and to get it seen and get it in competitions and, you know, to go and show the world my art and, um, because I was depressed and introverted, I didn't want to do that. Um, and being poor exaggerated that. It was part of that cycle. Now, um, some of my good work was done with shitty materials, you know, so shitty paint and cheap canvases because I couldn't afford decent quality materials. And so therefore, my art was affected by my lack of commerce. Now, if you're a filmmaker... 
you know, I, I imagine the, the best camera would be really expensive. I imagine you'd love to go on location and shoot some amazing scenery and some amazing countries. You'd love to afford really good actors and have really good editing software. And all of that costs a lot of money. So actually, let's look at it the other way. Money can fuel your art and money can fuel your happiness. All right, so that being said, if you use money purely for happiness, um, you know, so like uh, I'm going to buy things and do things and go places and I'm going to get my happiness from that only and you don't get your happiness from within. Now, if you're tr trying to look to fill your void from without rather than from within, of course, that's a never ending cycle. That's an addiction in it of itself and you're going to need more money to fuel that and more money to fuel that. Bigger house, bigger house, bigger house, bigger car, bigger car, bigger car. And of course, that never ends. And then you're comparing yourself to other people who've got a bigger house, bigger car, bigger yacht, you know, bigger whatever else. So, you know, the way that you can use money to exaggerate your happiness is to fill your void where, where you accept yourself for who you are. You own your traits, the strong ones, you own them, the, you know, your weaknesses, you own them, you accept who you are, that you have gifts, that you have unique talents, that the world needs to see. You love yourself first, sorry, I nearly knocked the table over there. Uh, and then you don't need to fill your void with external things like buying things and giving money away and all that kind of stuff to, to feel better externally. And then what you do is you use money um, to help other people and grow your business and fuel and finance your art, whether you're an artist or a filmmaker or whatever your art is. Uh, and then in that regard, money actually does make you more happy. A lot of people say to me one of their ideal goals in life would be to take their family away on a beautiful holiday. A lot of people like the idea of taking their family to, um, you know, Richard Branson's Necker Island. All expenses paid. I hire a private jet. That would be a dream. Well, that's not going expensive. That's going to cost you a heck of a lot of money. So in that regard, it would only be the money that would enable you to deliver that, which would, of course, make you happy. Now, money also doesn't just have to be an obsession. Money can be an external measure of the quality of value you're giving to the world, the quality of work you're doing, the success in your enterprise. Um, so, yeah, of course, becoming obsessed just about money in and of itself can be a curse. Like I said, that there's always more. You know, you make your first million, you want five, you make five, you want ten, you want to make ten, you want a hundred, you make a hundred, you want a billion. You know, and then you just look at other billionaires and go, oh, look at them. You know, they're more than me. And I'm, fill, you know, trying to fill my void. But these voids aren't actually caused by money. These voids are caused by history and things that have happened in their life and things they haven't owned and the way they've been raised and their culture and society and religion. Because money doesn't actually have any meaning. It's, it's, not, it's, it's amoral. Money is a universal mechanism of exchange. It's a way of storing value. It's a way of measuring value. And it's a way of um, basically hedging against an uncertain future. You know, if you have a £10 note, you know that in a week, that's probably still going to be £10. Whereas if you had meat that was worth £10, in a week, that might decay and be worth nothing. So money is a hedge against an uncertain future. And these things, you know, I wrote a lot about, um, you know, the meaning and purpose of money in my book, Money, which is a sister to this money podcast. Now, I remember I had an ex-girlfriend, the one before my current wife, and um, she had a pretty good career, actually. She was doing quite well. Uh, and I was an artist and I was skint. And she didn't mind doing this, but she used to pay for everything. Uh, and, you know, like I wanted to go out with her. I wanted to see her. I wanted to go places with her and do things. I remember we went to Ireland on a little bit of a romantic time away and she paid for all that. 
And that really, really affected my self-worth and it just made it lower and lower and lower because I couldn't even afford to, to buy my girlfriend dinner, couldn't even afford to take my girlfriend away. And I felt real shame and humiliation about that. And, you know, she was okay with that, but I wasn't. Um, and so, you know, they say money doesn't buy happiness. Well, actually, um, money would have bought self-worth for me and money would have enabled me to, you know, do the things with my girlfriend that I would have wanted to do. It caused me such pain and void and unhappiness that actually about a year later, um, when I'd made some money and done quite well, um, I worked out everything I thought she paid. And it was a good few grand because we'd, we'd probably been to together a year or more. And I wrote her a check and I, put, and I sent it to her. I can't remember what it was. It might be three grand, seven grand, something like that. Just wrote the check and send it to her. So money not only didn't, not only did it not, um, you know, not having money created unhappiness, which is the opposite of money not giving you happiness. It, it, it reduced my self-worth. It created this huge void that was so strong that I needed to pay money in the future to fill the void. And a lot of people have that complex relationship with money, which would be sold if, solved if you have more money. Okay, next thing is some of the happiest moments in my life are when I've given money away. So uh, Mark and I have given away a good few hundred thousand pounds over the years to Cancer Research and Sue Ryder predominantly. Uh, and I got a gift from Sue Ryder, uh, sorry, from Cancer Research recently. Uh, and it was, I was a sort of bit surprised about it first. It was random. There was this um, big box that had been sent to me um, and I opened it up and it was a Monopoly board. And someone had replaced the Monopoly brand and logo at the top with Progressive Property Monopoly. And I opened this card and opened the box and inside the, all the, you know, the shoe and the hat, they'd been replaced by um, houses uh, and they'd just completely changed up the board and they branded it as, as progressive property. And there was this card which said, look, really grateful for the money you've given us away in the past. And all the, all the people in the team at Cancer Research has signed it all. Now, that meant one of two things. One, they need more money from me. Uh, look, only kidding. You know, and what a great gift that was. And that reminded me what a great gift it was for me to be able to give away hundreds of thousands of pounds. Um, one of my best friends from school, uh, he's got um, some health issues with his son and they're very serious. And I did a little crowdfunding campaign and me and some of the other friends from school raised the 10 grand he needed to fly him back to the UK and give him the proper health care. Now, you can't do any of that when you're skint. So the reality is money does make you happy. You can do great things with money. Remember, if you're looking for it to solve all of your happy, unhappiness, then I think you're looking in the wrong area. Um, but, you know, that, that was what, that, you know, the more you can give away, the more you feel good about contribution, the more you feel about yourself. Giving away more drives the, uh, the urge and the desire to earn more. And so you can create this very virtuous cycle of happiness for you and others by accepting money, balancing the commercial, you know, with the spiritual and balancing the reality of making money with the art of doing what you love and helping others. Now, any areas you do have in your life that you don't own that are problems for you, that are sources of unhappiness, that will be exaggerated by a lack of money. Um, and of course, it could be exaggerated and uh, grown through uh, having a lot of money. So don't expect money to solve all your problems. Solve all your problems and then make a lot of money. And then that will be the gift that gives you more happiness, more progress, more well-being, more wealth for yourself and others. Now, finally, um, I've been saying a lot over the last two years that I've never met anyone who's really rich that says money doesn't buy your happiness. And for the first time, I heard someone who was very wealthy, Whitney Houston, 
say that. So I um, watched the Whitney Houston documentary on uh, Netflix. I love watching documentaries, autobiographies. You learn so much all the time from successful people. And also sometimes successful people who've really struggled and had challenges. And she was being interviewed and she said, money doesn't uh, make you happy. Uh, And actually, um, I would challenge that. Of course, unfortunately, she's not here. Um, But her addiction to drugs and the fact that she had this whole career that was sort of driven by other people uh, and she wasn't really able to be herself giving, you know, I feeling happy without drugs or, you know, um, doing the music that she wanted to do. She felt compelled to have to support the people around her. You know, the marriage that she, the ideal marriage that she wanted that she never had. And so actually all the things that made her unhappy weren't to do with money. They were to do with all those areas. And then, of course, money exaggerates that because when you make 250 million like she did and then everybody else, you know, all of her family and friends all were working for her. And then that was, you know, that she felt like she was earning all of their living. She had a hundred million pound lawsuit against her dad. But it wasn't the money. It was the things she didn't own and the voids and the unhappiness in her life. And that was exaggerated by the money. And I think this is the point I want to make to you. Own your traits, fill your voids yourself and use money to exaggerate the great traits that you have. And don't use money to fill those voids that are empty because that will be an addiction. And then I think you'll really master money. So let me just summarise this for you because I've covered quite a lot. I'll just list the points. Those of you that are joining on the live a bit later, I'm going to summarise everything I've covered. So I think it's nonsense when people say money doesn't make you happy because they're looking at it in a binary, one-sided way. I've been skinned and I've been wealthy and I'm generally a lot more happier when I'm wealthy and I can do more when I'm wealthy and I still have moments where I'm not happy and the money doesn't solve that, I, you know, but, that, but generally speaking, I'm much more happy. Now, I have a good friend who's been um, rich skin, rich skin, rich skin, rich skin. And he said to me uh, recently, he said, Rob, look, I've done the split test. I've been rich and skint, not just once, but like three times. I've done the split test and I'm much happier when I'm rich. So, you know, don't ask someone who's never been rich. Don't, you know, or don't ask someone who's only ever been given money and, and never had hardship. I think when you've been able to test both, you know for sure. So money and happiness are unrelated. Fill the voids that you don't own that you aren't happy with and then money will exaggerate the great traits. But if you look for money to fill the voids, that's a a bit of a never-ending cycle of unhappiness. You can be rich and happy, rich and unhappy, skint and happy and skint and unhappy. You know, you can be all kinds of happiness and rich or poorness. So money and happiness are completely separate and uh, unrelated. It's very unrealistic to think you could be happy all the time. And I think there's a lot of naivety and delusion about happiness. And I think if you think you could be happy all the time, you're setting an unrealistic expectation. Um, And one of my mentors, John Demartini, said, I gave up happiness because it made me so damn depressed. And so it's the expectation that you can be happy all the time. You can have happy kids and everyone can be happy all the time. That's actually some of the biggest causes of unhappiness. It's like, you know, those diet drinks actually make people overweight. So it's like this myth and fantasy that I definitely need to deal with. I'm going to write a book on this at one point in the future. Okay, money will exaggerate your traits, your good ones and your bad ones, own your traits. So it will fuel uh, and exaggerate your positive and negative addictions and emotions. You can do better art and better work with more money because you can finance better equipment. So, you know, embrace that. Um, You know, a filmmaker can't make a great film without a budget. And if they don't have money, they have to borrow money and they have to pay that money back. And that puts extra pressure on them. Um, so if you use purely money to make you happy, that, that will be a never ending cycle. 
um, some of my happiest moments of when I've been the most wealthy and I've given money away and I've made big money for myself. And, you know, that, that has and, and I've had to sort of allow myself to own that. I've had to say, Rob, it's OK to be happy. Now you've just made a big chunk of money because it's almost like I'm, I'm, society in the UK is looking at me going, oh, you can't, you know, you can't just be happy because you made a load of money. Uh, and, you know, sod that, screw that. If you make good amount of money and you do good, you create a good product and good service and do good work and then you get paid well for it, you should allow yourself to own that and be really happy about that. Uh, uh, yeah, so I think that sums up everything we've covered in this money podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you're watching the live, my money podcast goes live in, in on 19th of March. So make sure you download the money podcast. I'm going to be going to be giving away some great free gifts with the launch of my money podcast. Uh, and if you're listening to the money podcast, have you claimed your free gifts? I've given you just for subscribing. No purchase needed. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, and yeah, Susan has just said, um, you know, having enough money to pay your bills relieves the unhappiness of not having money. Absolutely right. If you can't pay your bills and your overheads, that causes unhappiness and stress. If your overheads and your bills are covered and you've got a bit of disposable, that at least relieves that stress and tension. I'm not saying you won't have more stress and tension and unhappiness in another area, but that is exactly absolutely right. Now, apparently half of marriages end in divorce and more than half of those are because of money problems. So you get rid of your money problems and you get rid of a lot of the unhappiness in your life related to money. Thanks for tuning in.